From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. So this is uh, Friday, uh, end of the, uh, a long week. What have you been doing since Tuesday? Uh, just a basic work week, Derek, working hard on some different things, uh, first of the year stuff and, and getting ready for hopefully a great two, 2021. Derek, I, d- I do have to give a shout out. Last night, we went to the Hernando Middle School basketball game at Horn Lake. Saw some of the podcast listeners, a couple of people mentioned it to me, so we thank you all for listening. Uh, but Derek, shout out to the Hernando Middle School boys basketball team, the eighth grade boys uh, that Wilson is a part of. They've uh, kind of turned some things around and turned the corner a little bit. I remember before the Christmas break, I used to joke with you about kind of them playing with a little bit of a spastic uh, attitude, a little bit of a spastic situation. Now they're doing a much much better job now uh, playing with a little bit more calm, and they've uh, kind of gone on a four- or five-game streak. So they're playing a lot better, uh, working their way into a nice uh, seating for the tournament that's coming up and everything. So shout-out. One person in particular, and hopefully it'll get back to him. Quick uh, setup right here, 38-37. Horn Lake has the ball under the goal, has to go the entire length of the court for an opportunity to win. Gentleman number 31 on Wilson's team, on the eighth grade team, Tyler Stevens, comes into the game completely off the bench, plays three seconds. Horn Lake tries to throw the ball down the court. Tyler reaches up, grabs it with one hand, pulls it down, ends the game for the Hernando Tigers. They win 38-37. So, shout out to Tyler Stevens. I don't know. uh, More than likely, he's not a podcast listener. Maybe his parents are. So, if you know who Tyler Stevens is in eighth grade, send this podcast over to to his mom and dad and let them know. I was proud of him last night. Really happy for Hernando. Seemed to have turned a corner and played some pretty good basketball. So, congratulations to them. Sounded like they played under control, uh, you know, able to to finish out the game. And, uh, you know, just kudos for them to – being able to do that, and it's 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 good when you watch teams kind of grow together, kind of get together, being able to just control, uh, and then you know you start winning, and, and it's great to be part of a winning team. Speaking of a winning team, Derek, podcast brought to you each and every Tuesday and Friday morning by the presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group is the number one residential real estate team in North Mississippi. They have been voted DeSoto's best realtor multiple times. They're ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professionals, ranked nationally as a top-performing team, and they possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. That's on the buying and selling of residential real estate. If you're looking for a winning team and need help selling your home or buying a home, please reach out to Brian Couch and Terry Thomas, leaders of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700 or Find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Podcast recorded each and every Tuesday and Friday morning at the How To Barbecue Right Studios. The How To Barbecue Right shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street. Right down 500 yards on your left-hand side, you'll see the How To Barbecue Right shop. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's thermometers, rubs, cast iron, sauces, cutting boards, knives, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, please stop by his store right past Connection Gymnastics just 500 yards. Or give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Or find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. 
Thank you again to Brian and Terry for being our presenting sponsors. And thank you to How to Barbecue Right for being our studio sponsor. You know, Derek, thinking of, uh, speaking of food, and that's kind of where, where I was going to go uh, with that, I think a lot of our podcast listeners, um, you know, continue to grow in, in number of people. So not everybody that listens to our show knows us. Something I've noticed is rounds around Instagram is uh, King Cakes in DeSoto County. As you point blank, is that something you, you enjoy or something you, you, you pursue during uh, Mardi Gras? Actually, it is. Actually, so that's something King you will eat. Actually, I ordered from DeSoto Snow and Creamery yesterday. I uh, was able to pick it up on my way home. My, my daughter actually played a basketball game last night also. They won 20 to 18. And on the way home, I ordered a blueberry uh, filling king cake. It was really good. I uh, had the first piece last night. I think my son had a couple pieces last night. Daughter loved it. My wife loved it. So, yeah, uh, I am a king cake. I do get at least one or two a year. Uh, I will have about one piece of each cake, but um, something I've always done, tradition I've always done. And uh, I'm absolutely a huge fan of King Cakes. Now, are you eating it because of the tradition or because you enjoy it? Oh, both. I, mean, I, I enjoy the tradition and I enjoy King Cake. Okay. Now, I mean, it has to be, you know, cream cheese is good. Uh, I don't like cinnamon only. I mean, it has to have something in it. Right. Cream cheese, uh, blueberry. I've got the blueberry. I've always liked the blueberry. Uh, so, yeah, it has to have some type of filling. Um, because if you're going to do it, do it right. And, yeah, I'm in love with King Cake. But I just want to kind of ask about king cake because I know a lot of our podcast listeners maybe wonder, you know, does Derek Big Lane eat, eat king cake? And the answer to that is yes. Love but look, if anybody would like to give us a king cake or tell us that you have a good king cake, under the water tower info at gmail.com. Under the water tower info at gmail.com. We will gladly come and take it. Yeah, we'll gladly come and take it. And not only that, but we will give you a free shout out on the air. Absolutely. Where people can get it uh, through February 16th, which is uh, Fat Tuesday this year. Um, something that is closer to coming, something that, and that is the field house. Yep. Uh, this past Tuesday, uh, uh, during the planning commission meeting, the field house, uh, they came to an agreement, the developers. Uh, of the Fieldhouse project at Green Tea and Mackinville. The uh, Planning Commission, what they came up with, I think you know, the, the biggest issue was the parking issue. Uh, they settled, Matt, on 225 parking spaces. Pretty much everything else that had been rendered and presented last time was approved uh, with a uh, caveat of having 225 parking spaces, and this was something that the developers could live with. Yeah, Greg Drumwright sat down with us in December, uh, visited with us about the Fieldhouse project. Uh, he brought Ed Easley along uh, with him. Ed is the owner of Easley Baseball Club, and so Ed will be the main tenant uh, of that uh, property, of that project. So things will move forward. So, you know, Derek, you and I have really uh, not really made any bones about it. We like the project. We certainly, you know, love the idea of sports, love the idea of, of, of young people in this area having access to something like that. So congratulations to Greg on, on a great uh, project and wish him nothing but success there. And then certainly uh, Ed over at EBC. And you know, property taxes coming to Hernando. Uh, which is something that we could use, the whole area being developed around there. So, again, it will go to the mayor, I mean, the alderman and the mayor's meeting uh, this coming up Tuesday night. Uh, so please listen for that. Uh, of course, the city offices will be closed on Monday uh, for Martin Luther King Day and observance of Martin Luther King Day. Uh, but um, on Tuesday the 19th, the uh, mayor and alderman will take this up and uh, hopefully hopefully approve it. Great job by the Planning Commission, uh, working hard on putting opportunities, putting things together, coming to Hernando. So really excited about that. Uh, Derek, a lot of stuff on Facebook, a lot of different things out on social media, uh, the number of different people that are um, – announcing for the different wards uh so far we have two people running for mayors as far as you and i know that's right uh, they do have until february 5th uh f that is the deadline for for people to announce i'm sorry for people to get with the city and and formally apply to uh, run for alderman uh one of six wards six wards one alderman at large and then one uh then the, the obviously the mayor seat those positions will be coming up in the spring so uh, just an exciting time politically exciting time for for all that different stuff but again february 5th uh, derek and i've chosen not to you know 
mention the names so far because necessarily it doesn't matter because a lot could change between now and February 5th. So we will definitely uh, do that on February 5th. We have had numerous emails. People reach out to us on Facebook that are running for that position. Uh, Derek and I have chosen not to run political ads. That's something we've agreed not to do because we didn't feel like it might be fair to any of the candidates uh, to where it seems like we're choosing one side or the other just because they maybe called us first because of advertising. And That's right. I mean, that's just, I hope that everybody understands that, uh, especially the candidates who, who wanted to advertise, that if we took one, that obviously looks like we're showing favoritism. Uh, and then if we took all, then, you know, basically their ads become just an, a wash and you may have eight to 10 back to back to back reads of just different candidates and it all becomes a wash. So what we're going to do uh, on the uh, UTW podcast is starting uh, the week after the 5th. So the 5th is on a Friday. So on February 10th, that's a Wednesday, we will start doing a special show every Wednesday starting February 10th all the way through the April second, I mean, uh, April 6th election. So the Tuesday, you know, the Wednesday, excuse me, before that. The Wednesday before April 6th will be our last show. There are eight Wednesdays between February 5th and April 6th. And so we'll start with the ward. If there is a ward that is doesn't have any, only has one candidate running, uh, we'll start with that interview, and then we'll go from there. So right now, currently, there's only one ward that is unopposed. That is Ward 2. And if that happens to be the case after February 5th, we'll start with Ward 2. And then after that, we'll go numerically in order. Uh, and then the last two interviews being uh, with the candidates for the Alderman at large. Uh, and then the final interview, the Wednesday before the election, will be the, uh, anybody running for mayor. Uh, this will be done. Uh, so basically, the special episodes, we will ask the same questions to each ward. And they will be able to answer them on separate interviews that we'll do throughout the week. And then we'll post them all together on a special episodes on Wednesday. Uh, starting again February 10th and you and we encourage everybody to start marking that down listen listen for your ward we you know uh, again it will start with an unopposed ward and then go numerically after that if uh, ward 2 does get a candidate then basically we'll start one through six alderman at large and mayor so again that's something that we're really looking forward to we're really looking forward to talking with all the candidates uh, letting them giving them 15 to 20 minutes each to get on the air to answer the questions, the ones that we have prepared, uh, and then um, post that for everybody to be able to listen to over that eight-week time period. And again, we want to look for your award. And then the last two, though, we want everybody to listen to, especially because it'll be Alderman at large that everybody votes for, and then, of course, the mayor. And again, Derek, something we definitely decided to do, again, not to accept any uh, advertising dollars from any of the candidates. Did not feel right about that, even though we got several uh, asked about that. Um you know, I think Derek, they may have been turned off a little bit when I started quoting. I, I think my last, final quote was five thousand per ad, and I think that that's may fair. Have, that's fair. <laughs> once I hit the once I hit the six figure mark for the uh, for the cost of advertising, the uh, the the, the emails kind of went silent. But uh, I, I'm I'm just kidding, of course. But uh, you know, look, good luck to the candidates, uh, Derek. You and I talk about all the time. Uh, this is not a political show, but politics will be a topic on the show as it should be. This is a very big uh, time in the city of Fernando. It's a very very big opportunity for different things. A number of aldermen are not running. A number of current aldermen, whether they're retiring or, you know, Michael McClendon interviewed with us a week ago, uh, he's going to be focusing on his uh, efforts down in, in the state, which is a good thing for this area that he's going to be serving us down uh, in Jackson and, and, and trying to focus on those things down there. So just a really neat time. And it's, a, uh, you know, really looking forward to the spring. It's going to be a lot of hard work on our part. But again, we're going to try and be fair or as fair as we can. Everyone will get the same questions. We'll certainly have some opportunities for uh, talking a little bit more. Or, um, you know, we'll, we'll certainly have some opportunities maybe to add love a little bit, but they will certainly have the same five, six questions that you and I agree on to start with. 
and well, and then, and we'll yeah. let them close with, course, the, with, their, yeah. with their spiel or whatever they want their their final message to be. Yeah, exactly. So looking forward to that. Look, if you are one of those people running for alderman, reach out to us under the water tower info at gmail.com under the water tower info at gmail.com. Or you can probably get in touch with myself or Derek through maybe somebody we know or somebody you know uh, that could probably relay that to us. Derek, something else that's going on, and we'll wrap up our local stuff here in just a second, but something else that's a good program that you, you feel strongly about because you've helped with it for a long time is the VITA program, uh, which helps people that maybe uh, need some help uh, getting their tax returns done, uh, maybe can't afford necessarily to go to the H&R blocks or have a CPA look at it. Uh, so tell us about that going on. Uh, yes, the Volunteer Income Tax Assistant, which is called VITA program, will provide free income tax assistance uh, and it provides it to low and moderate income residents uh, who are not able to prepare their own tax returns may have trouble uh, this is something that's been going on for years uh, it used to be held I, I did help with it for several years when I first uh, started at Bancor South I uh, did it for a few years I have not done it in the last uh, couple of years but uh, for the fa- you know, first three or four years I worked at Bancor South uh, helped with it and it's a great great program it used to be held uh, at the uh, Bank Plus Bank Plus center, Training Center Bank Plus Training Center uh, in South Haven it is now held uh, at the uh, Missionary Brown Missionary Baptist Church right there at 7200 Swinney Road and so it'll start uh, everybody they're being trained right now it'll start on January 30th. It'll go through April 10th, uh, and the volunteers will be available, as I said, at Brown Missionary Baptist Church. Hours will be 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mondays, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, and on Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Due to the course COVID-19 considerations, taxpayers may drop off their tax-related documentation, provided that the taxpayer grants permission to prepare a quality review on their return without the taxpayer being president. So, in other words, um, you know, they can drop it off if they want. If they don't feel safe being in there, they can drop it off and just they have to accept what is submitted. Uh, now, the user again, there's a there's a uh, user an income tax cap. Uh, you cannot have made. Um, I believe it's it's in the fifty thousand range or more, and then uh, anything below that number uh, is allowed to go in there. And so again, if this fits you, uh, this can be for elderly people. Uh, this can be for uh, maybe single income people uh, they, that may qualify for this, but it's usually low to moderate income. Uh, if this is something that you may qualify for, please contact a Brown Missionary Baptist Church. They'll be able to give you more information. Again, it starts on June thirtieth uh, through April tenth on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Wrapping up some local news, 21st annual Crystal Ball. Derek, we had a, a great interview with the gentleman that runs, uh, Keith Fulcher, who runs the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi, uh, benefiting over 800 nonprofits and charitable causes throughout the Northwest Mississippi region. A, a good interview, one of the, one of our interviews that was uh, listened to the most, and so uh, we definitely appreciate appreciate him coming in uh, and, and working with us on that and, and talking with us about the 21st annual Crystal Ball. Definitely making lemonade out of lemons with what the situation is. Uh, this year it's going to be virtual it's not going to be an in-person typically have over 1200 people uh, that attend it there at the south haven arena go to the facebook page go to the website uh, you can go ahead and sign up go ahead and you can give your cell phone number to be able to get the text alerts when the silent auction uh, which started on tuesday uh, as it continues you can bid now all the way through the end of the program on saturday night so whenever the end of the program ends saturday night the site the uh, online auction will end so please go on there. Uh, you will get updates every time you are outbid. But wonderful. I mean, what did we talk about? Hawaii, uh, sure. trips to Iceland. Uh, we had condos, uh, two or three places down on the coast. A supper with Steve Forbes, either in New York or in Mississippi. So just wonderful, wonderful uh, silent auction or, or online auction items. So please go on there and support. Remember, there are no tickets. This is free. Everything is free. This is usually a $150 ticket paid for event. 
uh, usually has 1,200 people that attend. Now we can have thousands of people attend for free. But that means that, you know, that has a, a revenue stream that has been lost uh, because of the ticket sales. Uh, so they, you know, really would love for people to make it up through the uh, online auction. So please go ahead, register for that. And again, it ends Saturday night. That's this Saturday night, January 16th, the 21st annual Crystal Ball. I want to wish them luck uh, in a hard time. I want to wish them luck in, in what they're doing. Uh, still trying to, to, again, make lemonade out of lemons and try and make something happen. Uh, Derek, we'll finish with this. They're honoring the star of hope, late, great Charlie Pride, uh, former country music star, just a, a wonderful young uh, person. I've actually paid attention to some things here recently about Charlie Pride, just a great guy uh, that a lot of people know and, and were new and we're blessed to, to, to have known him. So Charlie Pride is their star of hope this year. So please remember to, to, to watch that video. Please remember to uh, engage that over on Saturday as much as you can or over the weekend as much as you can and support the Crystal Ball, again, brought to you by the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi. And like you said, Derek, they've got some really neat you know trips and stuff that they're doing and, and trips that they're auctioning off. So please uh, look at those. And if you're interested in a trip uh, like one of those that might be at the Crystal Ball, please reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. They can be reached at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, longtime Hernando resident and former alderman for the city. It's located at 11 West Commerce Street here in Hernando. The Lauderdale Insurance Agency team is made up of 118 years of insurance service, and they will help you manage the risk of your everyday life by providing for insurance for auto, home, business, and life. Please call, email, or stop by the agency and see if any of their licensed team members can help you. And please feel free to compare their coverage, their service, and their price to any other insurance agency in DeSoto County. You can reach them at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or visit them at their website, samlauderdale.net. That's samlauderdale.net. North Point Christian School is glad to be back for the second semester. They welcomed 17 new students with the start of this new semester. These students in grades PK through 12 decided they just couldn't wait for next fall and are joining the North Point family at the opening of the semester. Over the last couple of months, NCS has encouraged parents, families, and students interested in North Point to come see them at their safe and socially distanced monthly Preview the Point open house events. Many have taken them up on their invitations to campus and have observed directly how North Point upholds the strictest safety and health guidelines while maintaining continuity and learning excellence both online and in person. If you're interested in learning more about North Point and how this amazing school community might serve your next student, they have their next Preview the Point Open House coming on Sunday, January 24th at 2 p.m. Reservations are required and can be made by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. 
888-985-5127. Again, thank you to Lauderdale Insurance Agency, North Point, and Magical Destinations for, for working with us and believing us to uh, spend their advertising dollars with us. We hope it's paying off. We certainly thank you for spending local and, and, and being a part of our, our show. Derek, turning uh, the page now from local information, local news, moving to more of a statewide level, Derek. So serious stuff here. Did some things last week, or Tate Reeves changed a few things last week on who's actually able to get the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine. And, and then when he did that, everything kind of went pretty quickly. So uh, tell us about that. Well, if you're, I think we mentioned on our show on Tuesday, if you go back and listen to our show on Tuesday, we had mentioned how he was considering moving up those that were 75 and older ahead of the teachers and kind of push them back another week or two. Well, he did end up doing that. Uh, not only the seven, he started with 75 and over, uh, actually then qualified it to 65 and over, opened that up on Tuesday. By Wednesday afternoon, all the vaccinations were booked. He moved it from 65 and older, as, as mentioned. The Mississippi State Department of Health said that all vaccines as of Wednesday afternoon were booked and that the next large shipment for the Mississippi Department of Health won't be until mid-February. Again, this is just the Mississippi Health Department. So this is you going to the health department in your city to, in order to get the shot. I think that I know that uh, people of that age group uh, started Tuesday when it was announced, uh, spent basically 24 hours trying to get on the list. Some of them did get on the list, but had to travel to Greenwood, to Greenville, maybe to Starkville to get their shots because that was the only, uh, that was where their reservation was booked. Uh, so, you know, they were not able to get it in Hernando or in DeSoto County. They actually had to get it where they were taken. Some people said, you know what, I'll just wait for the next round, which obviously now is mid-November. Um, or, you know, some of them said, no, it's, it's worth me driving three hours to go get that. Mid-February. Mid-February, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> he said mid-November. Oh, golly. That would be terrible. <laughs> he said mid-November. I heard two pe- Literally, I heard two people drive off the road. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, mid-February, not mid-November. And they did stress that there will be hospitals and private clinics that do have their own. So there may be other ways to get it before mid-February. But the actual Mississippi State Department of Health, uh, they will not get that till then. The UMC, UMC down in Jackson came out and admitted their server and their site was not prepared. Wow. Uh, for the onslaught that, uh, and the volume that came over that 24-hour period. Uh, and then as of Wednesday, so again, as of the day that they cut it off, 73,931 vaccines out of the 264,650 doses had been distributed. Uh, so they were you know, well into uh, distributing that. Uh, over almost a third has already been distributed, and now all the rest of them are booked for, this, for the uh, amount that they have currently. So us being so close to Memphis, that doesn't benefit us necessarily. If you're a Mississippi resident, are we supposed to register in Mississippi and, and get our vaccine here or what? Well, that's for what I understand, yes. I think they probably – I mean, you, know, you have to have to give When it comes to the health department. Right. Yes. The health, this, okay, remember, gotcha. this is public health yes. department. That's right. Yes, there now, are. I'm not, you know, if, if you go to the doctor in Memphis and they have some and they want to administer up there, you know, God bless you, that's great. Through the public health department where you go and you, and you go and, and, you know, it's administered, a lot of times it'd probably be a free of charge or covered by Medicare, Medicaid, then yeah, based on where you live. As far as we know, you still, no one has still told me that the Pfizer vaccine is not required to be given inside an igloo. No one has, <laughs> no one has told me that. No one has said negative that. 50 degrees. Right. Negative 50 degrees or whatever it is. So uh, I know we kid, but uh, look, good luck with everything. I know they're working as hard as they can, or we like to think they're working as hard as they can. And we wish them luck uh, in this rollout for hopefully a, a major uh, event that's happened. The vaccine is here. We just want to encourage you to uh, educate yourself on the vaccine, educate yourself on all the different things and keep trying when it comes to uh, portals, when it comes to computer stuff. And again, 
again, educate yourself. Don't just pay attention to what's going on on Facebook. Educate yourself and figure it out. Uh, something else about the state of Mississippi, some good news uh, in the COVID-19 world about the state of Mississippi. Derek, what you got? A lot of negative news, COVID, things that are still not quite opened up. I know restaurants are still hurting. Obviously, events still aren't taking place. But I wanted to go ahead and, and kind of reach out and let everybody know that there is some good news uh, involved in this, that December revenue reports for the state of Mississippi were have or overestimate for I think the third month in a row total revenue collections for the month of December fiscal year 2021 which again goes from July 1st through June 30th of 2021 July 1st of 20 through uh, June 30th of 2021 are 46 million 85 thousand or 10.15% above the signed die revenue estimate. Now, the signed die is what they think at the end of the last session, their projections on what revenue would be through, you know, through each month uh, for this time period. The fiscal year-to-date revenue collections through December 2020 are 325273000 or almost 12% above that estimate. So, fiscal year-to-date total revenue collections through December 2020 are $236 or 8.4% one percent above the prior year's collection so again they are 12 percent above projections through december so basically through the first five months of 2020 to 2021 uh, and then they are 8.4 percent above where they were last year during, during the corona. pandemic yeah. during the, during corona so mississippi as a whole still doing very well financially i know there's already some bills uh looking uh at maybe doing the the thousand dollars per teacher raise that was brought up last year the teachers thought they were going to get it and at the last moment they yanked it uh because of covid and not knowing what those projections will look like well now that the numbers are projecting higher than they thought they would by uh, 12%, then that's back on the table. I know the Senate has put it back on the table for all teachers in Mississippi to get a $1,000 raise. Uh, obviously, it'll have to go to the House and then you know back and forth. And if it is approved by both, then to the uh, the governor to sign. So again, just pay attention. We, we always say it. Pay attention if you can uh, statewide. These things do affect you. They will affect our teachers. Uh, this is good news for the state. Uh, and if, can, if, you, if you're not able to do it, we'll do our best I can from the UTW podcast to get it out to you. Speaking of good news, proud to welcome DeSoto Family Dental Care as our new sponsor. DeSoto Family Dental Care located right here, almost literally under the water tower in Hernando. DeSoto Family Dental Care possesses over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or reach out to them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239 or find them on Facebook at DeSoto Family Dental Care. Podcast also brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. I continue to press to the UTW podcast listeners that Richard encourages me to remind the listeners that they do specialize in fencing, repairing fences, 
installing new fences, repairing gates, or anything like that that you may need, please reach out to Richard and his team at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find him on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. You know, Derek, before we turn to sports, uh, obviously talk about uh, high school sports, local high school sports, had an opportunity to sit down with the three counselors from Hernando High School today. Hour-long interview, sat down with Deanna Wood and Goss and Candy Garrison, the three counselors there at Hernando High School. And let me just tell you, Under the Water Tower, very impressive uh, group, very impressive interview. These ladies know all about uh, being counselors, over 60 years combined experience in the school counseling. Um, you know that, That's their passion. That's what they do. Just a really good interview with them. That's going to be a special show on Wednesday. So podcast listeners, pay attention to that. If you have a middle schooler or a high schooler, you do not want to miss that show next Wednesday. Special show full of all kinds of information, scholarships, ACT, everything and anything you can think of from a high school and middle school standpoint, please pay attention to that show next Wednesday. Uh, but Derek, that's next Wednesday. Excited about that. But we're going to turn our attention now to the high school ranks. We're going to talk about basketball. But before we get to there, we want to honor some of the gentlemen and women that were named to the Mississippi, the, I'm sorry, the North Mississippi All-Star Soccer Game. So the North Mississippi All-Star Soccer uh, had announced the, uh, they have an East-West game that they play, uh, and they had the players announced from that. And uh, both the boys and the girls team were very uh, highly represented uh, from DeSoto County. So I'm going to read out the names uh, as posted, both in several places, uh, both by the state uh, and around the county. I want to make sure that we get these names on the air because it's very, uh, you know, we want to honor uh, every athlete that we can on this show. And so the DeSoto County for the North Mississippi, again, all-star game, representing the West squad for the boys, uh, Ivan Gonzalez for Center Hill, Braden Bowden for Center Hill, Bo Frazier for Lewisburg, Kevin Ruiz for Lake Cormorant, J.B. Purvis for DeSoto Central, Cam Hines for Lewisburg, Mac Moore for Hernando, Trip Falcott for DeSoto Central, Michael Powell for Hernando, Jake Rogers of Olive Branch, and Cesar Hernandez of South Haven. Congratulations, fellas, on making the team. And again, each team has 15 players, 11 of the 15th from DeSoto County. So just very well represented. We know we have great soccer programs uh, in DeSoto County, in and around DeSoto County. And we also know we have great soccer athletes. And that's obviously now shown uh, by them making up by far the majority of the, the West All-Star team for the North. On the girls' side, not, not as well represented, but still very well represented. We had a third of the team made from DeSoto County. Uh, so the North Mississippi All-Star game, the West team from DeSoto County, is made up of Carly Kent, of Hernando, Emma Safley of Hernando, Kendall Carter of Lake Cormorant, Bailey Pergram of Lewisburg, and Katie Archer of Lewisburg. So congratulations, ladies. Hernando, Lewisburg, and Lake Cormorant represented on the West team for the girls in the North Mississippi All-Star Game. Something we're always going to do on the UTW podcast. You do a great job looking for and searching for news articles, different things about people being signed to All-Star teams. Uh, So congratulations to those 11 young men out of the 15 on the West squad and then five of the females uh, on the 15. Congratulations to those young ladies for their hard work. Again, making any All-Star team is a very neat experience, a a very well-deserved opportunity for them to get out and, and, and play another game of soccer. I mean, who doesn't like to play 
play some soccer against competition that you don't normally go against. But something else going on, Derek, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, the opportunity to go to college and get your school paid for, the opportunity to, uh, you know, your parents not to, have, not to have to write a check for your education. And a gentleman did that. Tell us about that. Donovan Sanders from Lake Cormorant, he signed a scholarship to play basketball at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College uh, down on the coast. Uh, just a great uh, honor. This is He also played on the football team uh, for the Gators. As Matt said, any time that you can have your school paid for, in his case, would be at least the first two years, if not more. And so we just you know, want to make sure that we start announcing on the podcast everybody who signs anywhere. Because, again, this is not – you know, you think back to – I don't know how many of our listeners actually got paid to go to school to play athletics. Now, there may have been some that had scholarships or music or, or, or you know, academic, excuse me, or music or other areas. But to play – you know, even if you're playing in a junior college, to play sports and get paid to go there uh, by scholarship to do that is just fantastic. And so we just really say, you know, congratulations, Mr. Sanders, uh, on that scholarship. Uh, and look forward to you know kind of following you through the junior college ranks uh, and hopefully that one day we'll be seeing you you know for a, maybe a power five school or a division one school somewhere else so congratulations on the signing uh, we look forward to more as we have another I know we have another football signing day in February uh, and as we go through the spring yeah congratulations to any young man or young lady uh, that has an opportunity to go and further their college I'm sorry further their playing career and further their education uh, on someone else's dime so definitely a shout out to him congratulations but Derek, we had a lot of action. Most of the DeSoto County schools were involved in some past action, and so uh, we're going to go run through the scores. Uh, Derek, go ahead and start with the girls. The Lake Cormorant girls faced off against South Haven, and South Haven, the Char- uh, Lady Chargers won 45-30. to 30. Uh, Again, the Lady Chargers uh, over the, uh, the Lady Gators, 45-30. to 30. South Haven now stands at 8-9, 2-1 in district, while Lake Cormorant falls to 3-11, 0-3 in district. So, again, 8-9 uh, for the South Haven Lady Chargers, Lake Cormorant, 3-11. The next game, Hernando facing off against Center Hill. Lady Tigers defeated the Lady Mustangs 54-45. to Abby Harrison led the Lady Tigers with 15, followed by Victoria Walton with 13. The Lady Mustangs were led by Hope Miller with 9, Candace Buford with 8, and Dominic Collins with 8. Hernando now goes to 14-4. 1 and 0 uh, in district and Center Hill falls to 9 and 11 1 and 1 in district. Now this was not a district game. The overall records of 14 and 4 and 9 and 11. The next game was a district game. Tupelo defeats DeSoto Central 63 to 44. The Lady Waves uh, over the Lady Jaguars. The Lady Jaguars fall to 12 and 7, now 1 and 1 uh, in the Division 6. Do you one call, one do you call them Lady Waves? Is that what you call them? I'm just saying what do you think? I mean for Tupelo I'll say Lady Waves. No, Lady, Lady Waves is fine. I just didn't know. Lady Golden Waves? Lady Golden I'm just saying, I didn't know if like, the Wave had a gender type. Well, I, I, and I only say this because <laughs> I, I come from a school, the Cathedral Green Wave. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Lady Green Waves. The okay, Lady, Lady Green, Green Waves. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> if, if I would not have come from that, it would have been a good question. Exactly. But, yeah, the Lady Green Waves uh, growing, growing up. Next game, Olive Branch. Olive Branch, remember, they, they come off their first loss. They, they were upset about it. They beat Lewisburg 82-25. to Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Olive Branch uh, increases their record to 11-1. What did you say, 82-25? to 82-25. 25. 25. More than five. More than the five cold water yes, scored yes, last cold week. Water um, Olive Branch now 11-1, 1-1. Lewisburg, uh, the Lady Patriots fall to 10-10, 0-2. next game, uh, the last game for the, the women, there were, there were five uh, matchups of teams in, in DeSoto County. The last one was the North Point Lady Trojans facing off against Harding. Uh, the Lady Trojans won 67-53. to uh, The Lady Trojans were led by Leah Jones with 21 points, 
Izzy Carlson with 16 and Bethany Wright with 13. That brings their record to 8-3, and three, and that was their first district game, so now 1-0 in district. And don't forget, I did predict the North Point Lady Trojans to have an undefeated district schedule. Yes, you did. You yes, I did. did. Thank goodness that you did not predict the uh, North Point Trojan boys team to do the same because they lost. Uh, they played Harding. Of course, usually they play the same schools. The boys lost to Harding Academy 51-47. to Christian Gillian led the Trojans with 24 points, followed by Mitchell Wright with 10. However, not enough. A very close game throughout. Uh, ended up losing by four points. The Trojans fall to 7-5 and on the season. And now, again, that was the first game, 0-1 in district. Carville played Lewisburg. Now, remember Carville, uh, really tough team. Uh, non-district of, game. Non-district. Non-district game. G- giving a lot of fits to some teams in DeSoto County. They did defeat Lewisburg 81-56. to uh, Lewisburg was led by Eli Lamb with 17 points uh, and Hayden Drumright with 12. Uh, Lewisburg falls to 9-10 and now on the season. Again, not a district game, so they're still 0-1 in district. Center Hill defeated Hernando. Center Hill uh, won 76-52. to uh, That was the Mustangs' fifth straight win. They were led by Caden Lewis with 16 and Tanner Bertram with uh, 14 points. Uh, Center Hill now goes to 11-8 and on the season, 2-0 and in district. Again, not a district game. This is a 5-8 and a 6-18. Uh, 11-8, 2-0. Hernando falls to 7-10, and but still 0-1 in district. So still got a chance to make up some ground in district. The next game, Tupelo over to Soto Central. Tupelo 66 to Soto Central 45. The Jaguars fall to 12-7. and that was a district game, so they're now 1-1 one one in district. And then the final boys game from Tuesday, Lake Cormorant over South Haven in overtime. Lake Cormorant prevailed 63-60 to in overtime. That Lake Cormorant goes to 9-6, and not a district game. Not a district game. Uh, not a district game. And so they're still waiting for their first district game, whereas South Haven falls to 12-4, and but still 1-0 in district. And look, congratulations to the winners. Congratulations, we'll say it each and every week. Congratulations to all the young people being able, being able to get out there and play basketball, make these memories, have opportunities to play uh, a sport because there's, there was a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids right now that can. Again, we talk about Shelby County just across the border. Uh, those public school kids in the Shelby County schools are not playing basketball this year. So great job by the school district for, for playing sports. Great job. Uh, like I said, Derek, last night you and I both attended basketball games and so proud and happy for our kids to be able to get out there and play and, and have a good time and, and, and you know do it safely. So they're just doing a wonderful job shout out to the coaches and administrators of those schools look if you enjoy what you hear enjoy seeing uh enjoy hearing some of the names of the young people and 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 us praising them and being happy about opportunities that they're having both at the high school and future levels if you like what you listen to be sure and share it with others and find us on facebook at utw podcast that's utw podcast on facebook on instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod that's utw pod on twitter share it tell everybody you know about the show uh, certainly if you hear your child's name or hear your neighbor's name or something like that tell the parents of that person of that young person that we we, we were able to uh mention them on the podcast and help us to continue to grow our brand and grow our opportunity to uh serve others and opportunity to uh to be a, a light here in the hernando community uh, but most importantly subscribe wherever you can hear our voice whatever provider you listen to whether it be spotify it be apple podcast whatever it is so we can continue to grow and shine a light on these young people and all the different wonderful things going on in desoto county Derek, we you and i talk a ton off air and we talk uh, just about weekly about the the great opportunities that desoto county provides us provides our families and the young people in desoto county so uh, again shout out to all those leaders making that happen uh, thank you so much for everything that you're doing in desoto county just a reminder again before we leave 21st annual crystal ball virtual has 
to be virtual this year, January 16th. So tomorrow night, 21st annual, uh, please log on and pay attention to uh, the different auctions. Uh, help them raise money. Help them raise money f- uh, to benefit over 800 nonprofits that help out in 11 counties in northwest Mississippi. Just a great asset that we have right here on the square in Mississippi. So these are uh, people that live with us and they're around us, so help, helping our neighbors out each and every day. So that's tomorrow night, the 21st annual Crystal Ball. Just our last reminder as they uh, honor the late, great Charlie Pride. Derek, anything else? Now, just a reminder to all of our listeners that most federal and state offices will be closed on Monday for the holiday for the Martin Luther King observance. Uh, also, Matt, looking forward to your interview uh, next Wednesday with the counselors, uh, and, and, and you know, hopefully everybody will tune in for that. And also, finally, uh, just looking forward to a, a certain uh, ball game on Sunday night uh, where the uh, the Saints are going uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we're hoping that Breeze makes it another round. Who that? Whatever happens, whether it's Brady, whether it's Breeze, or whatever, just some wonderful careers. I mean, arguably two of the best quarterbacks, uh, well, without question, two of the top five quarterbacks in the history of sports that have just played the game. You and I have been Saints fans since we were kids, had the opportunity to share uh, – Super Bowl victories together and stuff like that. So, who dat to all the uh, the fans out there, the Saints fans, and and we certainly look forward to talking about that next week. We might talk. <laughs> well, we it depends on the outcome of the game. Exactly. You'll either get a, a quick score update or we'll break down the entire thing. <laughs> well, look, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt and I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.